broadcast messages, press releases. They're telling you their side, but you just want the facts. And that's why you come to me. I give you the statistics without spin. Out of 116 million working age Nigerians, 35.5 million are employed full-time. That's 30%. I give you the context. I give you the history. I fight fake news with facts. Kayode. Let me talk. No. I will, I will let you talk. Kayode. Kayode. I will let you talk if you let me talk. Kayode. That's why more and more Lagosians are tuning in. Half a million Lagosians. 720,000. 970,000. Over 1 million Lagosians. They know that if you give me your afternoon, I will give you hard facts. No, I am Sandra Ezekwasili, and these are your hard facts. First hard fact of the day, 373 uh, new confirmed COVID cases over the weekend. It's almost 600 fewer than last weekend. Almost 600. We had 105 cases in Lagos uh, and a few other cases uh, all over the country. Is the third wave over? I certainly hope so. Fingers crossed. But let's remain vigilant. Limit your movements. Wear a mask when you go out. Keep your distance from people when you can. Wash and sanitize your hands as frequently as possible. Let's all do our part until we can all get vaccinated. Second hard fact of the day. Phase two of COVID vaccinations is ongoing. If you haven't gotten your jabs yet, please make arrangements to do so. Just go to your nearest primary health care center for your first dose. But if you're going for your second dose, go back to the health care center when you got the first one. Uh, Thank you for making hard facts. The number one current affairs show in Lagos. One million Lagosians cannot be wrong. I have a great show for you today, starting with the big weekend. Let's talk about the one-year anniversary of the murder by police that triggered the NSARS protests. Let's talk about Pastor Adeboye's comments on getting vaccinated. And then let's talk about authorities in Niger State saying Boko Haram has invaded. And then we'll talk about resident doctors suspending their tr- their strike, as well as the growing violence in the Northeast. We'll also talk about the president's Independence Day speech. There's a lot to get through. We'll do our best to get through all of it. Uh, Chikudi Ezugu will be here on Checkpoint talking to you about drug abuse. Hopefully that's a conversation that still happens. On the big hard fact, we'll do as Joy has been asking me to do for a while now and talk about the rising cost of food. Joy is a listener and she told me sandra we need to talk about the cost of food things are so expensive now well joy we're going to do that 5 p.m today so i hope that you'll be listening at that time how is it affecting your household or your business the cost of food how is it affecting your household or your business 5 p.m that's when that conversation will happen what budgeting changes have you had to make we'll also talk about the root causes of food inflation what options government has for addressing them and i'll have a guest from sbm intelligence talking to us for a few minutes as usual we'll bring you the latest news updates every hour on the hour as well as conversations with rufai after the news at six o'clock but let's get right into uh, today's big week Lagos. I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. One year after.
After NSARS, has policing improved as government promised? One year after NSARS, has policing improved as government promised? Will Adeboye's uh, words convince people to take the vaccine? Pastor Adeboye, that is. Will his words convince people to take the vaccine? Will the federal government meet resident doctors' demands? What can stop Boko Haram from, from infiltrating uh, North Central? And what can end the growing violence in the Southeast? And what do you think of the President's Independence Day speech? It was a really big weekend. Let's hope we can get through as many of the stories as possible. It's been one year since the NSARS demonstrations. On October 3rd, 2020, one year ago yesterday, we first got the reports from Delta State about SARS operatives allegedly killing a young man and stealing his car. The video is too gory, so unfortunately I cannot show it to you. But a video of that, of that aftermath went viral. And that's what revived the conversations about police brutality that led to the protests that started a few days later. And now it's been a year. By the way, that young man who shot that viral video spent months in police custody. His name is Nicholas Makolomi. And for many people, his detention was a confirmation of the problems that the NSAS demonstrators were highlighting. He was released eventually, but he spent months in police custody for recording that video. And speaking of the demonstrators, some of them are still in detention. Did you know that? Other protesters and activists have been working hard all year to get every single demonstrator freed. But some of them are still locked up for one year for asking for an end to police brutality. And then there were the killings. Police shot Jimois Yak to death in Oyo State. He wasn't a demonstrator. He was a bystander. Here in Lagos, police shot and killed protesters in Suruliri. This shooting is often forgotten when people talk about the violence during the, the protests. We forget that here in Lagos, the first violence was the shooting of protesters by the police. We all saw the video of a police officer dragging someone into a building, after which we heard the shots. It's too gory, I can't replay it. Governor Sowolu ordered an investigation and some officers were sent for orderly room trial. The police said at the time that they were ready to embrace reform. SARS was disbanded and in its place, SWAT was formed. But the demonstrators at that time insisted that it isn't about one unit or a name. It's about a culture within the police of brutality, rights abuses and lawlessness. Now, what I want to know is if you think the police has addressed that culture in the past one year. One year later, Lagos, let's talk. Have the government and the police addressed the issues to your satisfaction? Women call me on 01465-7190. Men call me on 0700-993-993-993. For women only. For men, 0700-993-993-993. You can also reach us via WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. 080-959-75805.
live. And of course, there is Facebook, where we're streaming live. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. YouTube, Nigeria Info FM. If you're listening to us abroad, you can call us via Skype. Just search for Nigeria Info FM. Peter is in Ikeja. Peter is our first caller on the show. Hello, Peter. Welcome. Hi, Sandra. Good to have you on the show. Yes, um, with regards to the um, the topic and um, the one on point now. Yes, one year later, have the yes. ha- have the issues been addressed? It hasn't been addressed. Everything is still it's it's still very much in the open. I still get harassed every time. In the last two weeks, I've been harassed four times. Hmm. Wow, that's a lot. Wow, in two weeks, on, four yes, times. On Saturday, Saturday this weekend that just passed, right? I was harassed by a police officer, right? And I'm being told, okay. The irony is, some of these guys don't even know their job. That's the irony. Right. Now, you see items in my car, and you're asking me, where is the job order? Okay. And and, and, it, and it's annoying. Then, two Saturdays ago, I did not beat the traffic. Like, you see the policemen just surround your vehicle, and they're like, oh, you beat the traffic, like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, what's the end game now? And they tell you, we're taking you to allow, sir. We have to take you. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's go to Alausa. In my mind, I'm believing at least I'll see someone reasonable mm. to talk with. Mm. We go along and the guy says, okay, your guard's on. That was one five for petrol. Mm. Now, the question is, if this was not happening in the day, mm-hmm. what would happen for, to people at night? Mm. Peter, thank you so much for calling. Uh, we had Esther uh, Ilijagun waiting for a while, but she's not there anymore, unfortunately. Esther, if you can, uh, please call us back. Our first caller from abroad just joined the show. His name is uh, Columbus. Columbus, thank you for calling. Hey, Sandra, how are you doing today? I'm very well. Well, one year after, nothing has been addressed. Sandra was in Nigeria June this year. Okay. I'm driving with my family from Lagos to East. I'm getting to Ore. Okay. Now, before I saw this uh, dreaded looking police people with some inscription, not SWAT, not uh, SAT. Hmm. You know what happened? Well, this guy. Pulled me over. Pulled. I have all my particulars. Everything is okay. My license. Everything is okay. Okay. They open my boot. Saw some laptop. They can see uh, like um, airline tax on my luggages. Okay, showing that I'm coming from abroad, right? Okay. Yeah. So the guy pulled me over. Put me in a Siena. They have a Siena with one one like their uh, or guy or whatever. Right. Inside the Siena. Inside the Siena, I met one guy. They yeah. are harassing the guy already. In my front, they collected 50,000 naira from this guy. Wow. You know, I don't know, I don't know whatever it commits. I don't know. Wow. I, I only know myself. They collect my two phones and sought me to open the phones. I was so scared. My wife was so scared. What is going on in the middle of nowhere? You know, where are you coming from? Where are you going? I'm coming from Lagos. I'm heading to Enoma. Where do you work? I mentioned my company right here. Say, open your phone. These guys went through my stuff, my bank account, wow. my everything. They open all the app wow. right there. Wow. 
said, um, well, I, I, walk, I walk in America, I live in America, just visited. Okay, I'm heading to Enugu. I have all my particulars, everything is okay. Uh, they send money, I be let the do answers. Nuna, they do this, they do that. No, so many allegations. I said, you can see my bank account. I don't have any transaction with anybody like that. So I'm not sponsoring. Is it an offense to visit here? You people are saying investors should come and invest. How do we invest in this situation if we are getting harassed? So, Sandra, at the end of the day, these people delayed me more than an hour, eventually, where they don't find nothing with me. They let me go. My laptop, my brand new laptop, they made me open it. They search. I'm not Yahoo. I'm not, I do my legitimate job right here. I work hard for my money. So you can see the harassment. My wife was so scared. I was so scared because I never know what could happen next. So eventually, after like an hour, they say go. You see, Nigeria needs to do better. They need to really do better, but please. Columbus, thank you so much for calling to share your story. I'm very sorry that you experienced that. It blows my mind that they're going through your phone and searching your bank balance as well. I'm trying to understand why. Like, why? I mean, if you're a police officer listening to the show or you're a retired police officer listening to the show, why? Let me quick second story because, well, we don't have a lot of time. Oh, I should also tell you that uh, by, by the time we're going to quick game so that I'll, I'll dash one person 10,000 uh, because Nigeria Info is 10 and we're celebrating being 10 and we're making sure that as many people as possible chop from this our national kick. We're also giving away 10,000 on our mobile app. We're going to show you how. We'll tell you when, that you, when you can search for that uh, particular price. But that's for people who have have the mobile app on their phone if you want to win that particular ten thousand, just go to your app store and download the mobile app and then when we tell you go you just go over to your mobile app and you play and you win but yes pastor enaka deboye says that he's ready to take the covid vaccine so that he can travel abroad to preach the gospel Adeboye said, quote, if there are nations in the world that say that I can not come to preach the gospel there because of vaccination, I will do anything for Jesus Christ. If vaccination or no vaccination is going to hinder me from doing the work that God has called me to do, even if they ask me to be vaccinated 100 times, I will be vaccinated, end quote. So Adeboye is saying that... Um, he has no problem taking the vaccine if that's a requirement for visiting countries to preach. Now, what about Christians who are not pastors? He also had a, a message for them. He said, quote, I have never said to you, don't be vaccinated. You've never heard that from me. Rather than live in fear or doubt, get vaccinated. If you believe that getting vaccinated will put your mind at rest, then go ahead, end quote. It's an interesting way to phrase it, I, I think. It's an interesting way to phrase it. The pastor isn't saying take the vaccines because you need it. He's saying take the vaccine if you are afraid of COVID. But either way, I, I want to know if you think hearing this message from Pastor Deboye will convince some Christians to take the vaccine. 
I mean, every time we've talked about this, lots of you have called and said, well, if we had more trusted people um, preaching the vaccine message, if we had uh, pastors and imams telling their congregation to go and get vaccinated, we could have more people trusting the process and actually going ahead to go and get vaccinated. So do you think that hearing this message from Pastor Adeboye, one of the biggest pastors in the country, with one of the biggest congregations in the country, will convince some Christians to take the vaccine? Adeboye um, also talked about states with no vaccine, no entry rules in public spaces, states like Edo. He said it doesn't make sense for the states to enforce such rules when they haven't provided enough vaccines for everyone. Now, if you remember, when I had the head of um, Edo State's um, COVID enforcement team on the show, I asked him the exact same question. But anyways, we've heard from Pastor Adeboye. Now I want to hear from you. Do you think his words will encourage uh, vaccinations? What do you think of, of his assessment of um, state vaccine mandates? Men, call me on 0700-993-993-993. Women, call me on 01465-7190. There's WhatsApp as well. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. And yes, you can still talk to me about um, one year later, one year after NSAR's protests started. Have the government and the police addressed the issues to your satisfaction. 99.3, hello. Hello. Yeah, good afternoon. Good, good afternoon. What's your name? Yeah, my name is Betty. Welcome, Betty. Thank you. Yeah, for the answers, nothing has been done, and this is one year. A lot of things have been happening. In fact, they even harassed my husband. They collected money from him. Hmm. Me, myself, I was so scared. Because at the time I was begging the man, please, can you just put down your gun? Right. He's not a Yahoo. He's not an NSAS protester. And then at the end of the day, they collected money from him. Search his phone, his laptop. I was just sitting beside him. And then I just thank God that nothing happened after that. Right. Then for the vaccine, yes, we should take the vaccine. There's nothing wrong with it. Okay. All right. Thank you, Betty, for calling. We've got Olushala in Lekki. Olushala is a first-time caller. Hi, Olushala. Hello. Hi, Sandra. Hi. Welcome. Yes. I want to talk about uh, the police um, activities. One year later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one year later. I had an experience with them last somewhere around Lekki. Okay. Um, it was so bad that one of them actually got out of the phone. I was eating my car. Because I'm, um, they, were, they were driving beside me, I didn't see them, I was in the last lane, and they were trying to push me off the road. Okay. And so I insisted that, you're not going to push me off the road. Then they crossed me, and then were trying to um, harass my wife, and then because I rolled up my side and they rolled down for them, the, one of them just came to my side, and I was using the gun to hit my car. Oh, no. I, I, I wanted to record it, but at the same time, I thought if I should record these guys because of the, the, the way we are acting, they might turn to something. Oh, no. Please call back if you can. We've got Nenna in solo on the line. Hi, Nenna. Hi, Sandra. Hi. Welcome. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Okay, so I'd like to talk about one year later. Right. Um, I think that besides any policies or laws, being put in place for this policeman. I think they need to always undergo drug and alcohol tests. 
Okay. Because I have spoken to a Mopole man before. Mm-hmm. And he said there are times when some policemen are under the influence. Okay. At that time, the level of violence in their body is high. They're not thinking straight. Right. And they might actually be thinking to kill because it's nothing to them. Right. So I think they need drug and alcohol. They also need a means of identification because if I ask you who you are when they're not uniformed, they need to identify themselves. Right. Yes, thank you. All right, thank you, Nana, for calling. Let's bring you our next story as well. I told you it's a lot and we have to try and get through as many of them as possible. NARD suspends their strike. That's uh, Resident Doctors uh, of uh, Resident Doctors Association of, um, of Nigeria. We've been covering the dispute between um, the National Association of Resident Doctors. I, spy, I turned it on its head. But anyways, we've been covering this for a while. Uh, they've had uh, unpaid arrears, uh, they've had um, payroll conflicts with the federal government. Now the resident doctors are saying that um, they're, they're, they're lifting the strike out of consideration for the public. They say that they're giving the federal government a chance to keep its promise and implement the memorandum of agreement. So the question now is, will the federal government do its part? Many Nigerians were looking forward to hear President Buhari discuss the way forward in his Independence Day speech. But he didn't mention NARD strike at all. He didn't even mention the current healthcare personnel crisis. But anyways, the strike is suspended. Uh, Will the federal government make the best of this amnesty? What do you think? We've got Jibril Alabi on the line. Jibril is calling from the abroad. Hi, Jibril. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Uh, hi, Sandra. Hi, welcome. Good, a- good afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you see, this policing thing in, in Nigeria, only, don't, I, I don't know what we need to do. We need to do a lot. Like, there has to be, like, uh, like you know, like, what I call hard reset. Hmm. Like, we need to kind of, we, there will be a lot of flushing out, both from the top to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of, because before things can really change. I remember there was a time I was a cash officer in, in a bank in Nigeria, and we would go for, to, to load some ATMs outside of, of the bank, mm-hmm. and we usually would have police, you know, <laughs> escort us. Okay. And these police guys would be high from top to bottom from head to like they would be like it was the end of friday you know like when there's nothing more to do and that was only monday morning there was a time this this guy followed us to cash movement and he was sitting with his gun in his hand and i came out where he was sitting he had slept up like it took me more than five minutes to wake this guy up that's and he was holding his gun. Someone could have even taken that gun from him. Who knows? Like, you can imagine the caliber of people that we put our lives into their hands to, to, to secure for us. So you should... Have, we, we, we really... It, it's like... It's, it's, government needs to do a lot. Hmm. Government needs to do a lot in the selection process. Like here, for instance, in Canada, right. police officers earn more than people that work in the bank. Right. They earn good money. Like there is no, you, you can't even, you can't even start talking about bribe. I know there are bad 
officers and all that. Mm -hmm. But there's likelihood that you have more good guys than bad guys. Okay. These guys earn like good salary. They are not on the minimum wage pay scale. Okay. So how do you expect them not to behave? How do, and if you see them, like even if you want to get the, uh, the police job, there are certain level of education you would have gotten. You can't just come and take the worst of the people and put guns in their hands. That's what you will get. Thank you. That's that's for me this morning. Jibril, thank you so much for calling. It's going to take some getting used to the morning and the afternoon. But thanks so much for calling us. We'll take one more call and then I'll tell you about Boko Haram in Niger State. Hello. Thanks for calling us. Hello. Hello. Hello Ooh, turn your radio off. What's your name? Hello, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Ma. What's your name? Congratulations, sir. Thank you. <laughs> ah, in fact, said it's 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 God bless Nigerian info. Thank you. You see, the Nigerian Association of Resident Doctors. Hmm. Hello. Yes, I'm hearing you, huh? You know, on my own opinion, this is my own thought. Okay. I would have wanted them to continue this strike until everything is resolved. Having gone thus far. Okay. If tomorrow, if they should embark on another street, they won't earn anybody's sympathy. Okay. Because the government of the day, we all know, they can't keep to their words. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much for calling us. Uh, some authorities in Niger State are saying that Boko Haram has found its way there. Reuters um, just published a story in which they talked to the chairman of the Shiroro local government area, Suleiman Chukuba. They quote Chukuba as saying his local government now has an unaccountable number of Bukoram fighters. He said that they are in eight out of 25 wards in the local government. They also heard from the State Information Commissioner, uh, Muhammad Sani Idris. He acknowledged that there are Boko Haram fighters in the state. He also said that the government first thought the armed group were bandits, but now they believe that they're Boko Haram. Historically, Boko Haram has, of course, operated mostly in the Northeast. But Niger is in North Central, and Niger shares a border with Abuja. Hearing state government officials acknowledge that Boko Haram is in the state raises questions about the current state of the counterinsurgency. In the President's Independence Day speech and in his speech at the UN, National, uh, uh, UN General Assembly, he said over and over that we were defeating the insurgents. We also heard the army say last month that 6,000 Boko Haram fighters have surrendered. But if at the same time the insurgents are now moving into the North Central, does this mean that the counterinsurgency is not going as well as described? Or does this mean that Boko Haram is maybe fleeing the Northeast due to the pressure? And maybe they're looking for, for safer spaces. And if that's what's happening, how will the government respond? Chukubai is pleading with the federal government to send more soldiers to Niger State. Will they? What do you think about this uh, reported influx of Boko Haram into Niger State? 
0700-993-993-993 for our male callers. For our female callers, 01465-7190. I'll take two calls and then we'll come to WhatsApp and Facebook. Two calls, then WhatsApp and Facebook. Hello. Hello. Thank you for calling. What's your name? Hey, I'm Grace from Uganda. Grace, good to have you on the show. Thank you. <laughs> and happy anniversary. I've been listening to Nigeria Info okay. for the past one year. Oh, we're glad. Uh, mm. But incidentally, today is the first day I'm speaking with Mrs. Sandra, <laughs> the president, <laughs> the Iron Lady, <laughs> our great woman, <laughs> fighting for us outside there. Congratulations once more. Thank you. Um, this Boko Haram of 18, mm, the president's word always is always constant key, right from his first panel. He has weakened Boko Haram, defeated Boko Haram. Boko Haram uh, members are planting and yet they are, uh, they are wrecking havoc to the nation. The Lord will help us. God bless you. Bless you as well. Me. Thank you so much for calling. We've got Oladikbo, uh, you know, really on the line. Oladikbo, welcome. Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Sandra. Good to have you on the show. This is Pastor Oladikbo calling from Oriligum. Welcome. Um, I want to say, I think that Person making this comment about Boko Haram mm. is he a government official? Well, one of them is a community chief, and then the other one is a government official, yes. So that means the person didn't listen to the president's speech because the president said both commentators, journalists, everybody should be careful the way they report these things from the president's speech. Now, who are we deceiving? Are we deceiving ourselves? See, let me tell you, my president, we, nobody wants to report any of these things intentionally to scare anybody. But the reality is dawning on us now that these people are already taking over. And the president asked us a question in his speech. He said, are we ready? I don't know whether we are ready for the vaccine or ready for the Boko Haram invasion or ISAF invasion. Because for me, we need to do things well. Then lastly, on the issue of uh, the COVID, mm. the COVID vaccination, mm -hmm. me, I've been vaccinated. Oh. I don't have to wait for anybody okay. to tell me to be vaccinated. After there were vaccinations for polio. Mm. So what is the meaning of all these things? Let's take it and let's move on. Okay. Thank you and God bless Nigeria. Bless you, uh, Pastor Ladikbo. Thank you very much for calling. So we have a second pastor there that is saying go and get vaccinated. Do you think that uh, hearing Pastor Inoka Deboye say go and get vaccinated will convince some more Christians to do it? Um, uh, Ladikbo is asking if the people who spoke were government officials, but they, they are actually both government officials. So one is the local government chairman. The other one is the state information commissioner. They both spoke with Reuters. All right, let me go to WhatsApp, as I promised. On WhatsApp, I can boldly tell you nothing has changed, Anonymous says. I was harassed this morning on Badagri Expressway by some men in uniform. I'm about to pass through that route, and I'm sure they will be there right now. We no longer feel safe on that road from Alakija down to Vox 
Brooks bus stop due to their illegal checks. Anonymous, thank you for bringing this to our attention. Doctors have shot themselves, oh, shot, okay. Doctors have shot themselves in the leg. Government will not do anything about their salary. Calling off this strike is a no-no for me. I want to continue the strike. Our leaders cannot be trusted for anything. President Sandra, congratulations on your award. Joseph, thank you very much. Uh, we've got Opekeinde who says, congratulations, Sandra, on your nomination. Thank you very much. He says, one year after, SARS is nothing but a political rape on the masses by the executive. I'm still seeing the SARS guys around where, around, where is the change? Kudos to Adeboye. Kudos to Adeboye. He should forget about the championing uh, vaccine. He should rather bring all pastors and imams together so they can champion youth presidency and voter card registration from all churches rather than bootleaking the politicians. Kudos to the resident doctors for returning back to work. Most of our leaders are wicked. I hope we can take it back from them. All right, Okwekeinde, thank you very much for your message. Let's take a look at this message here from Queen Esther who says, President Sandra, the police has not changed after one year. They still harass people and collect money from them. Congratulations on your award and congratulations to Nigeria Info. Well, thank you so much, Queen, for your message. One year after answers, has policing improved as government promised? Sandra, actually, the answer is no. The condition keeps increasing like an emergency burst of petrol in the depot. I'm not surprised because as... An addicted character is very hard to change. May God help us. That's a message from Ajide Kayode. Ajide, thank you very much. President Sandra, I had a lady in my place of work who took the vaccine um, and has not... Well, well, I mean, I can't, of course, repeat that. For all we know, there are several other reasons why that could be happening. But do let me know if that improves or if, you know, she just has an oven, uh, a bun in her oven. (laughs) We've got uh, more messages here. Puhari is only playing a puzzle with Nigerians. We need to read the article of Hundain, Boko Haram and conflicts. Hmm. Uh, more people sending us messages here. Good afternoon, uh, President Sandra. I'm so disappointed on Pastor Deboye's speech consigning the vaccination. What message is he passing to all faithful Christians in the world? Sheung from Ikorodu. Well, he's not forcing you to take the vaccine. He's just saying if you want to take it, take it. He's also saying that not being vaccinated will not stop him from doing the work of God. Now, let's move from uh, the north central to the southeast. Violence in the southeast dominated the news this weekend. Joy Bukwe's house in Newi was burned down. Bukwe is an APC leader. He's a special advisor to the Lagos State Governor on drainage and water resources. Um, he posted a video of his burned house on Facebook and he blames IPOB for the attack. Ibuko was not the only victim of the Niwi attacks. We're getting reports that the headquarters of the state security service in the town was burned down as well. We're waiting for confirmation or refutation from the SSS. Also, a UNISIC student known only as Chioma was allegedly shot to death. Even before the weekend, we already saw a sharp increase in violence in Anambra and elsewhere. Anambra, Inugu, Imo. We saw the murder of Dr. Chike Akunyili and others. Uh, so clearly there are armed gangs moving around very boldly, unleashing a reign of terror on the region. So far, observers are arguing over whether these groups are loyal to IPOB or not. But either way, the question is, 
what should be done to get the situation under control in his in his uh, independence day speech the president said that um, his government will be working more closely with people on the ground and with international partners to improve security in all parts of the country he also talked directly about namdekano and said some leaders have chosen to abandon their duties and to support groups calling for violence the president however did not name names but what are your thoughts on the situation in the southeast now i know that a lot of people are about to call me and say it's not ipop it's not ipop but has ipop condemned the killings have they condemned the killings have they said we're going to fish out the people who are doing these things and hand them over to the police have they done that did i miss it because i'm trying to see the rationale of unleashing violence on your own people on your own businesses on your own region i'm trying to see the the rationale i'm trying to see the logic a lot of people about to call me and say oh no uh, it's voluntary they're not forcing anybody to sit at home okay but there are people who are burning tricycle uh, tricycles there are people who are beating people up harassing people stopping vehicles from moving and IPOB is not containing it one way or the other. What are your thoughts on the situation in the southeast? Hello. Hello, our able president. Ah, I can't believe you've been waiting that long. <laughs> about the door, the icon. This is not doing calling from Loshuru Lafway. Welcome, Godwin. A big congratulation letter written in big alphabet for you, my dear sister. Thank you. I am not surprised. You are all material and you deserve the best. Thank you, sir. Both within and even beyond. Okay. May God continue to bless you, all the crew members of Nigeria IFO, for the much you are doing to this great nation. Thank you, sir. Once again, congratulations. Thank you, sir. Coming to the issue at hand, police, one of the topics you raised. We have good police officers in the system. Then we have wrong ones. Unfortunately, police are product of the society. We have government that is not faithful to their ways and their obligation to the police officers. If you go close to hear what they are going through, you will pity them. And that shouldn't be an excuse anyway. Their uniform they buy. Their salary, as I'm talking to you, at about three days ago or two, hmm. some of them have not gotten their uh, salary for the last month. Hmm. They have family, they rent house, they feed. We have a bad system when we talk of governmental dispensary for them. Poorly paid, welfare was zero. They promised during the NSAF they are going to their welfare, whatever, the vice president and the whatever, anything up to now, zero. Then coming to the, uh, the, the, the Boko Haram, mm -hmm. I continue to say, Unto those people in authority, our northern brothers, in authority, until they grab 
truth unto them embrace truth and start telling it as it is. They know who is who and they know who is linked. Why have the, 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 the why has the, the, I mean, the Chief Justice, who said they know the name of the sponsor of Kuharam and whatever, they are going to call them out. Why have they not named them up to now? Why have they not brought them up to now? So, until they hold on to the truth and speak it as it's supposed to be, they will continue to advise unto, to Abuja. Maybe by that time, from the presidency, passion will come to life. And I pray that God will touch them and let them do the needful. Then to my people in the East, I just pray this truth that the Northern Land has refused to tell by giving birth and it got to the level it is in separate over there. Hmm. I just pray the same thing do not happen there. May God help us and congratulations once again. More is coming on your way. Thank you, President sir. And Ambassador Sandra is the president. Well done, and God bless you. Bless you as well. Thank you so much, Godfrey, for calling. We've got um, Stanley Zoga on the line. Hello, Stanley. Hello, Stanley. Stanley, are you there? Doesn't look like he is. 99.3, hello. Hello, Sandra. Thank you for calling. What's your name? Happiness, calling from Ikurudu. Welcome, Happiness. A big congratulations to you. Thank you. The people's voice. <laughs> the women preacher. How they tell you. <laughs> God bless you, Ma. Thank you. Killings in the East. Sandra, I don't know. Will the government allow Namdekano to talk to address the, the, the people in the East? Do you think the government will allow Kano to address them? At least somebody should talk to them. Somebody they can listen to. Okay. The killings is, is, is something else. Let somebody, the, 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 the government know that definitely they can listen to. They should address the people, please. All right. Thank you, Happiness. 99.3. Hello. Hello, Sandra. Thank you for calling. Yeah, Alex, uh, congratulations, Sandra. Thank please you. do not underestimate the, 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 the gravity of the job that you do for us on the station. Thank you. That's it's very a great. Kind. It's a great. It's a great job. You'll be surprised you. that there are many things that you do that even the government cannot do for us, oh. which is part of what they should be doing. You know, I've always complained about national orientation. Yeah, you have. Yeah. Okay, so let's just congratulations, uh, Sandra. Thank, thank let's, let me just get that out of the way. Thank you. Hmm? Mm. Now, Sandra, you will recall that a few days ago, I don't know if it was last week. When we spoke about the police and the Canadian government, when I said that it's a defective force that we have, remember? I remember, yes. Now, a few days, I mean, if, um, immediately after that call, many people called and were like, no, you should be able to fish them out one by one. Mm -hmm. You know, not everybody is bad mm -hmm. and all of this. I wasn't saying it because I wanted them to punish people one by one or punish everybody in the fort. It wasn't for punitive reasons. Let me just make that clear. Mm. Right? But I'm saying, Sandra, that if you say you have a police force or a police service that you cannot equip to meet global standard such that this police that you have here can serve in another uh, um you know crime crime 
right? Okay. It's a defective system you're running. Mm. The same with the police officers then. So if you have a police system, a police service running that cannot, you know, that it, it, we, we seem to be running a kind of made in Nigeria law enforcement system. <laughs> I don't know if you understand what I mean. Okay. It's just it's just good for Nigeria. If they cross this border, I'm telling you, this people will be regarded as a criminal organization. That's exactly my point. That was the point I was making. I wasn't trying to say that they should be punishing people. It's not for punitive reasons. I'm simply saying that we are nowhere near global standards when it comes to policing. And there is no about police different from uh, police or Niger police or Cameroonian police. No. Police is police, actually. So if we don't rise to this standard, what we are running under the guise of, the, of government is a criminal organization. And that's why that's what I meant by and when you want to handle that kind of situation, what do you do? You bring down the entire system and begin to rebuild and reimagine new a new one. Let me stop for this stop this and down that one. Now on the president's speech, you mm. see, we are in the season of not calling names, not naming names. So let me not talk about the president. You see, Nigeria can lie to the world all it wants. Eh? Okay. But the world is saying what is happening in Nigeria. Okay. So the speech that Nigeria gave on, on October 1, mm. eh? mm -hmm. they can lie all they want about the state of this country, but we see it. The whole world sees it. You know, it's, it's a representative the other day called, and, I mean, was saying that can, do the people in diaspora know what is happening in, 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 in Nigeria back home? That's the mentality of our politicians. They think that people are not seeing what they are doing, like the ostrich that buries his head in the ground. We'll see, Sandra. Thanks. Congratulations again. Many more to comment. Thank you so much, Alex, for calling. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Let's go back to WhatsApp. Sandra, based on how you sound today, the government has succeeded in tricking you to believe that those attacks are carried out by IPOB. That's a strategy. Arrange some armed guys to penetrate violence by doing so to discredit IPOB. The strategy is called democratic coup, mostly used by democratic leaders. The same strategy was used during NSAS. Kenneth from Shasha with that message. Yes, well, Kenneth, my questions have been why hasn't IPOB denounced the violence? Why hasn't IPOB condemned the violence? Why hasn't IPOB done its best, just like the NSAS protesters did, by the way, and fished out these bad eggs that have, um, you know, allegedly hijacked the movement and are killing Igbo people, ruining Igbo businesses and handed them over to the Nigerian police? Or at least expose them. These are the people who are doing this. Why not? Because during the NSAS protests, when thugs um, uh, attacked the protesters, the protesters searched for who those thugs were. They found them. They identified them. They even went as far as putting their pictures out. Now, of course, the Nigerian state hasn't done anything about it. But at least when, when people, they talk, say, oh, the protests got violence. People will point you to, well, no, it didn't. These are the thugs that came. They are not part of the protesters. See their pictures. Why hasn't IPOB done the same? Let's hear for, uh, let's look at more messages on WhatsApp. Police issue is now factory default. Uh, that's a message here. You didn't give your name, but you say, like their mindset is what they, what they shall profit from the day, not how they shall profit from the citizens. The main issue is the top leaders in federal and state. As far as mainstream is polluted, there's no emequitalism. Error on the headline, immediate failure. For vaccination, as far as conspiracy theories are out there, confusion shall still surround it. 
its receipt. Great influencers shall have little or no effect. Doctors calling off strike have shown their patriotism. It's a pity that the leaders are never sincere. They have no good love or liking for the citizens. On security in the southeast, if the government has been sincere, a dialogue could have made a lot of difference, but they choose to deal with it with sledgehammer. I don't think there's a good parent that will cast his child out without seeking a better solution. If they love the citizens and realize they're one of them, they shall treat them as brothers, not aliens. For Ibokwe Joe, has he not heard to be swift to hear and slow to speak? At times, silence is golden. Destroying his house is unfortunate and devastating. I'm not sure I understand what you were saying there, but um, okay. Thank you very much. 99.3. Hello. Hello. Thank you for calling. What's your name? I'm Ogen. I'm calling from Ikuridu. Good to have you on the show. Welcome. Go ahead. Sandra, congratulations to you. Thank you. I was really, really happy when I heard that. Thank you. May God keep on giving you more and more awards all over the world in Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. So, Sandra, mm? like what you just asked, I myself, I do wonder at times that if IPOP does not know anything about the killings going on mm-hmm. in Imo State, mm-hmm. they would have gotten or provide those people that are doing those things. But now, when anything happens, unknown gunmen, and you guys are the only ones there that everybody is looking onto that. Okay. If not IPOP, then who? Because I see no reason why these same people you said you want to set free, these same people are undergoing trauma every day. They kill people, and you guys will not come out and say, okay, I want to protect my people. This is just a common sense. We should just sit down and think. I can't say I'm protecting my child, and the next thing I will do, something will happen to the child, I will not be able to ask questions of who, who is who is in charge of this thing that happens to the child? So we all should sit down and think because I don't understand a country whereby something is going on. This one will say I don't know. This one will say I don't know. This one will say I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We are dying every day for crying out loud. We are dying. They should just look for something to do because me go. I don't tire. The old matter says don't tire me. I know get here to go. We just manage for this country. Messi Agene, thank you for calling. Now, before we end the big weekend, let's talk about President Buhari's Independence Day speech itself. We've already mentioned it a few times. We said he talked about insecurity, but he did not talk about the doctor's strike. But here are some other things that he touched on, right? He said that um, the last year and a half were the hardest in Nigeria's history. About COVID, he said Nigerians have done well to fight the virus by taking precautions and getting vaccinated. He said the government was working to get more vaccine doses in spite of western nations hoarding the supplies uh, on security he said the police is hiring 10,000 more personnel he also said the arrival of new aircrafts will improve the air force's capabilities on oil and gas he praised the passage of the petroleum industry act and also said that more modular refineries are coming by the way, he also praised the Ninth Assembly for working with the executive to pass laws very quickly. But probably the most talked about part of the speech was on food production. He said Nigeria's production had gone up, but food prices are still rising because middlemen are hoarding food supplies. What do you think about that? 
By the way, at 5 p.m., we'll be discussing food prices with SBM Intelligence. They'll give us their analysis of President Buhari's uh, theory about middle ban. But what's your analysis? Pick any part of the president's speech and tell me what you think. And yes, you can talk about all the other stories that we've covered so far that broke during the weekend. Tayo in Ogba, hello. Hello. Good to Sandra. have you on the show. Hello. This is Tayo calling from Ogba. Yes, welcome. Go ahead. Congratulations. Thank you. Many more to come. Thank you. When on the police issue, I listened to your program. When you brought uh, a guest almost for one week telling Nigerians how they can reform the police. That's right. I was just laughing. <laughs> you cannot reform this police. Okay. The best thing is to get rid of this policing system in this country. Let Nigerians elect who is going to police them at the state level. Once we elect who is going to police us, and it's not being appointed by the executive, the narrative will change. Unless they do that, we have to elect who is going to police us. That is, that is there. On the iPod uh, issue, hmm. I don't know if we have time to tell you what I went through in, uh, in Enugu. I mean, I was... I was with a friend in a village along between Night Mile and uh, Oblafo. I don't want to mention the village. What I went through there is, is somebody that came from, from uh, Ibadan, an Igbo guy. Okay. Luckily, I happened to be a cousin with uh, my friend, mm. their cousin. When he came, in, he came home for leave from Enugu Beti Market, he entered uh, whatever... Where they drop, he has to take Marwa to the to the to their village, to mm. the house. Right. I was there. Right. He just comment on this uh, iPod issue. Maybe they can use another tactics or whatever. Okay. You know, they drop him off around three or four. Mm -hmm. Luckily, they you know the trans the transport company called him that they found they found one uh, is lost back. Okay. So he went back. He went back to. And he would go to the market to go and buy. By the time he got there, right. he collected his, uh, his luggage. Okay. One, the bag they were looking for. Okay. He now went to Abapa to sleep because he couldn't come back to the village. Okay. That was what saved him. They came back for him around 11, 12, 12 1 a.m. They woke me up. You know, they woke everybody up. They search everywhere in the whole house looking for him. One of them even asked me, what's your name? And I told you, are you a Baba? I said, yes. Yeah, they, they, they questioned me. And luckily, they can see that I was there. We were producing paints. Well, that's for good. Only God will help them there. Tayo, thank you so much for calling. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have. But I did say that I was going to give somebody 10,000 naira. So I'm just randomly going to pick a call. Once I randomly pick the call, I will leave it alone. I'm not even going to ask you any questions. Just random call. I'm just going to pick one random call and that's it. It's your lucky day. <laughs>
Um, so, well, Frank is already calling and Frank's call is already getting screened. So I'm guessing Frank should get the money, right? Um, so here's what you're going to do, Esther. Just hold on to that call. Take his details. Take his number. Take his account number, etc., etc. Let's give him the 10000 uh, Now, I didn't pick it. Esther, uh, Esther, the call screener, picked it. So it's Frank's lucky day. Frank, congratulations on winning your money. <laughs> now, the second 10000 uh, uh will be up for grabs before the end of the show at 6 o'clock clock today so keep listening if you want to be the lucky person who goes home with that money but before six o'clock the treasure hunt will be live on the nigeria info app i want you to go home with that money as well so keep listening so that you find out when exactly the treasure hunt will go live and then you can go home with that money i'm sandra ezekwesili this is hard facts don't go away <laughs>